Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, July 28th. It is a beautiful day to talk NFL. We got Albert Breer, a tremendous guest. He always comes on the podcast. He made time during his travels to NFL camps. This is a tough time for reporters. They're driving, they're flying, they're getting stood up by coaches and players, and then they're getting them later. It's a tough time. So it's tough to get these reporters on. I'm thankful that Breer was able to make some time for us. I think you'll like the conversation unless, of course, you're a Dolphins fan, in which case you'll hate it. Uh, but before we get to Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, I quickly wanted to just touch on one story that's out there. Um, that, this is like the only story I found moderately interesting in sports uh, this morning when I woke up. Draymond Green, according to The Athletic, wants a max deal. Max deal. That would be big, big money. Draymond Green, of course, the 33-year-old power forward, forward center, whatever you want to call him, small ball center, who was famously benched. That's right, benched during the finals. Briefly, I believe it was game four, with the pivotal game where the Warriors came back and won, and even the series of two, thanks to Steph Curry. Draymond Green wants a max deal. Let that sink in for a sec. And, and again, I'm a Draymond Green fan. Obviously, the guy's done a lot. If you are looking at paying Draymond Green for what he's done and accomplished, then sure, give him max money because he was a max player. This isn't shades of Kobe Bryant with the Lakers at the end where Kobe's like, I want the max, and they paid him all the money, and he wasn't the player he was, and it hamstrung them, and they could, and they were awful, and they went into the weeds for six years of garbage until LeBron came and saved him. So Draymond is 32, turning 33, I believe in March, is it? And the real question here is, 
Well, what do you pay somebody who was so instrumental to what you built, to, to your dynasty, but he's clearly not the player he was, and he's going to be 33 next, next March, so right before the playoffs. He'll turn 33. He was benched during these finals. He statistically had a poor year. He has not been an all-NBA player in a number of years. He was an all-star, but what does that even mean? We're talking about a guy who was scared to shoot the basketball. In the playoffs, in the playoffs, he averaged eight points and six rebounds a game. I'm sorry, eight points, seven rebounds, six assists. Those were his playoff averages. Is that max number playoff stats? Eight, seven, and six? Folks, he shot 20% on threes. Back in 2017 with Kevin Durant and Curry, he shot 41%. He has tailed off since. And that season's now looking like the outlier. I, I mean, you have to be hard-pressed to find the last time Draymond Green hung 30 or even 25 points in a game. And I know he was a great player back in the day. And back in the day, of course, is five years ago. He's clearly in decline. It's fair to say at this point, Draymond Green, Hall of Famer down the road. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Stop arguing. Right now, currently, and going forward, he is an offensive liability. At the same time, he's the defensive heartbeat of the team. And he was only second team all defense this year. And if you're the Warriors, I know it's easy. The fans are going to say, oh, you got to pay Draymond. You paid Clay, you paid Curry, you paid Draymond. You got to keep the big three together. The tax bill this past year was $362 million, largest in NBA history. I know that, that the new Chase Center prints money, but how long is that going to last? And are the owners, the billionaires, willing to continue to pay larger tax bills if they're not winning titles? I mean, you have to extend and pay William, uh, Andrew Wiggins. That's obvious. I think Green is a little more dicey. Wiggins is only 27 right now. But you have to pay Wiggins. I mean, he guarded the opponent's best player on the perimeter, Jason Tatum, and Tatum had a horrible series. I don't think it was fully Wiggins, but Wiggins was instrumental. He's the perfect two or three, Andrew Wiggins. You have to pay Jordan Poole, who's going to be in line for big money. You want to extend Steph Curry's prime? Pay Jordan Poole. I know he doesn't play a ton of defense, but offensively he can be a total machine. And and I did have somebody, I went on Cowherd Show last week and I said, there's no way I'm trading Jordan Poole. No way, no way. Not any Kevin Durant, I'm not giving up Jordan Poole. And somebody in the league texted me, Jay, are we sure Jordan Poole is not Tyler Hero Part 2? I was like, oh, okay. So I went, oh, that's interesting. Let, let me go look up Tyler Hero. And the guy said, remember Tyler Hero during the Heat's run to the finals. He was a 20-year-old rookie. Against the Celtics in the conference finals, he had averaged 19 a game. He had 37 in game four. And against the Lakers in the finals, he averaged 14 a game. But he was a 20-year-old rookie. He has not been as awesome the last two seasons. And now he's in every Heat trade package known to man. When they could have traded him at the height, now it's like, yeah, you can have uh, T- Tyler Hero. And it's like, ooh, do we, do we want Tyler Hero? Is Jordan Poole going to be the next Tyler Hero? I think that's a little bit strong. Uh, Poole's a little bit older. He's 23, putting up big, big buckets. He's not as Instagram, and I hate to really tag Tyler Hero with this, but Tyler Hero enjoyed his quick rise to fame. You saw him with the IG models, and then, of course, the famous stories where he's you know, cheating on the girl, and she just had a baby. and it's just It's pretty clear he's enjoying his celebrity in South Beach. Jordan Poole, in these playoffs was unbelievable against Denver in the first round, 21 a game, 17 a game against Memphis, and he tailed off in each series as it went on, 16 a game against the Mavs, and then only 13 a game against the Celtics in the finals. But 38% from three against Boston, 40% from three against Dallas. This is a guy who can light it up, 48% from three against Denver. For the playoffs, for the entire postseason, Jordan Poole shot 39% from deep. I'm not saying that's Curry-like, but when you can go 50-39-91 in the playoffs, yeah, you're going to get a max deal. And then if you look at the regular season, you know how you always say, well, the Lakers got to rest LeBron. They got to rest LeBron, have him sit out. Have Russell Westbrook run the team. So Russ had run Washington and got them into the playoffs. Russ goes to L.A., and when LeBron was not there, Russ was doing nothing. And then when LeBron was there, Russ was not doing much. 
You want to give Curry nights off, no back-to-backs? Jordan Poole has proven for the for a month, the month of March, he averaged 25 a game. Curry was out. Poole averaged 25 a game and shot 44% from deep. The guy is a walking bucket. He just is a scoring machine. He's better than Jordan Clarkson. He's better than Tyler Hero. You have to pay him. And and so who gets squeezed out here? And I think it's kind of got to be Draymond Green. Now, he has said he wants a maximum contract. He's eligible August 3rd to sign a four-year deal. I just don't know how you do that if you're Golden State. That That's going to be a tough one. You don't want to tick off Draymond Green. He's borderline irreplaceable given all that he does. But with Kuminga, with Wiseman, if those guys can emerge quickly, you know, I don't think you ever forget about Draymond. But I'm just going to think about this for a sec, guys. If you don't offer him the max and Draymond says, I'm taking my wares and I'm going to Charlotte. Are we hearing anything about Draymond Green in Charlotte? If he goes to Washington, if he goes to Orlando, what's he putting up in those cities without Steph Curry around him? And again, this is not a knock on Draymond Green. I'm saying at this stage in his career, if he goes somewhere else, if he threatens words, I'm leaving, I will, I will walk out the door. Will you? You made a lot of money, Draymond. Do you want to win championships for the next three years or contend? Or do you want to go somewhere and be a role player? Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know that he fits anywhere else, really. And I don't think he gets a max from the Warriors. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire. One of the hardest working guys in NFL media. He's in the middle of his tour, going to all the camps, driving around, flying yucking it up with coaches and he made some time to talk to me. I, I I'm honored. Albert Breer, the legend SI. I mean, you're everywhere, basically TV, writing, radio. What don't you do, Albert? What seriously? Well, right now I'm at the Spring Hill Suites in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, right by the airport. Believe oh. it or not, believe it or not, there is an airport here. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, very glamorous life I'm living, Jamie. Yeah, Pittsburgh Steel, you'll be out of a briefcase for uh, sorry, a suitcase for what the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I actually like, I do the first leg of it every year by car and that's an interesting experience because, um, it allows me to make my schedule, which is good because like if a coach wants to talk to me or, you know, whatever, and like, I, I like, they can't make it work with their schedule. I can be flexible with them. Mm. Like, so in Buffalo, for example, like, um, this was yesterday, two days ago, <laughs> whatever it was, like I, you know, I, I wound up like two people came off the field at once. I had to talk to both of them, got one of them right away. The other one said to get me after. So I had to wait and I, uh, mm. I wound up, but, but I, you know, like the fact that I had driven made a big difference because I was like, I can wait until seven o'clock to come and meet with you. And then, you know, I wind up driving late at night. So uh, yeah, I'm on the road for about two and a half weeks before I go home. That's the first leg of it. And I'll do, I think it's the first seven, eight days by car, which I mean, entails basically driving from Rochester, New York to Minneapolis. Wow. Okay. That, I yeah. mean, that's a bigger hype the, than I thought. The thing is there's like, there's like teams every three hours. If you look at it mm-hmm. on a map, it actually does make sense. Cause it's not like I'm driving straight across. It's just there are teams every three hours. Or so. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, let's start. I don't know if you've seen Baltimore yet, but I have to start with the Lamar Jackson situation. Yeah. We had a guest on Albert last week who said, Lamar Jackson regionally does not have any commercials in Baltimore. The kicker, <laughs> Justin Tucker, has more commercials than Lamar Jackson. And and now he's like squabbling uh, this contract situation. I don't know. It sounds like there's not going to be a deal done. Are, are you surprised by this? No, I like I don't think that this is I don't think we can look at this like a conventional quarterback contract because it's not a conventional quarterback negotiation. And the fact that he doesn't have an agent, I think, is a major factor here. Um, and the information flow and how quiet things have been. And it's not just because Lamar doesn't have an agent. It's also because of Lamar, who Lamar is. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think the, the Ravens understand that trust is very, very important to Lamar. And as a result of that, they've kept the circle that's involved in this very, very tight. So there are very few people 
who know what's going on, who are informed on it and who are involved in the day to day. And I mean, like, look, like when you're dealing with a player directly, it is more complicated because there's a normal process to negotiation. You and I have been through negotiations before, you know, yeah. and there's like a normal process to it where someone lowballs somebody, the other side like makes an outrageous proposal and, you know, because there are intermediaries involved, ultimately no, hurl, no, no, no feelings are hurt, right? Like mm-hmm. ultimately you wind up getting to an answer with this, when you're dealing directly with the player, yeah. it's a lot more complicated. And so, you know, that's why you've heard the messaging from Baltimore along has been, well, you know, we're going to do it at his pace. We're going to allow him to dictate the way this goes. It's because the Ravens understand how important trust is in this whole thing. And I think that's also why you haven't gotten like the sort of blow by blow that you get with contracts normally, because for Eric DaCosta, for John Harbaugh, for all the guys that are involved in that negotiation, Steve Bashotti, like they understand that, you know, breaking Lamar's trust in any way could really poison the talks. And mm. because there's not an agent involved in Lamar's side, we're not hearing his side come out either. Yeah. Like the Kyler Murray one was quite ugly. Um, right. And, you know, a lot of demands. I'm just curious. Do you think Lamar is asking for, give me a little bit more than what Kyler got. Cause I have an MVP and more uh, playoff appearances. Or do you think he wants fully guaranteed Deshaun. like Sean Watson? Yeah. And, and that's the million dollar question. Right. And I, I, I wish I had the answer to that. Mm. Um, you know, it was interesting though, to hear one of the few owners that actually came out and, and, and spoke on what Jimmy Aslam and the Browns did with Steve Bishotti. And he actually was one of the people who publicly said and criticized the Browns um, for doing the deal they did with Deshaun. Um, and it's interesting, obviously, because you know he's got his own quarterback negotiation to worry about. Yeah. I, I think this, though, about that, like I, I would just tell you, like I can remember when Kirk Cousins did his deal, and I can remember talking to people um, with teams and agents about whether or not that was going to change the dynamic. And the, the uniform answer I got back was, wait to see what happens with the next ones. And, you know, after Kirk did his deal, then Matt Ryan did his deal and Aaron Rodgers did his deal and their deals were more conventional quarterback deals. And so I think it was sort of the same thing with Deshaun. Like, you know, you go back a few months and like people I talked to were saying the exact same thing. Watch the next few ones. Like, and then you'll know whether or not it's a real trendsetter. Derek Carr signed after, um, after, after Deshaun Watson did a conventional quarterback deal. Deshaun Watson or a, a Kyler Murray, more conventional quarterback deal. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to be harder for Lamar to get one because what's happened since then, since Deshaun did his deal, like kind of showed Deshaun's deal to be a little bit more of an outlier. Interesting. I, I can see him playing hardball. Um, I, I, I hope he doesn't. I, I'm a fan. All right. One more quarterback question before we get on mm-hmm. to some takes I have for fantasy gambling and the NFL all, all together. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, San Francisco's committed to Trey Lance. I think it's a mistake. We, we don't need to go over that. But Garoppolo, are we just waiting for someone around the league to get hurt and then Garoppolo swoops in to save the day? Yeah, I mean, like, I think the way both, you know, Garoppolo's side and the team look at it right now is there's like this two to three week window before he's going to be fully cleared to actually practice again. He can throw now, but, you know, as far as just being fully cleared for contact and all of that, we're still two or three weeks out. The hope is that something materially changes with another team somewhere in the league over the next two or three weeks. That could be an injury. It could be a team looking at his quarterback situation and saying this isn't quite what we thought it would be. And like if that happens, then that's one step. The more complicated step here, the second step, is what to do about the money. And this is different than the Baker situation because Baker's money was all guaranteed. And so Baker kind of held all the cards here. With Jimmy, like – the Niners could cut him tomorrow and that $25 million just goes away. And so like for Jimmy, it's going to be a matter of the Niners don't have a ton of leverage here, but they can hold on to my rights until week one and cut me then. And so if I want to get into a situation earlier than that, um, where I can compete to play in 2022 and set myself up for a new contract in 2023, I kind of have to play ball with them. And like then it's you know a matter of if you're talking to another team, still getting paid what you think you're worth, but understanding that like the point of the offseason we're at, 
cash budgets and cap room across the NFL have, have, have completely dried up. Yeah. And so like, if you're Jimmy, is that 10 million? Is it 12 million? It's certainly not 25 million, you know? Mm. And so one way or another, like, it's just, it's complicated because Jimmy's going to have to figure out where that number is and like find a place where he actually thinks he's going to be able to get in the field. And again, I think at this point in the game, it's going to take something materially changing over the next two or three weeks at someone else's camp, whether that's by injury or the play of quarterback somewhere else. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Probably too spicy, but someone's going to call me a to a hater anyway. Miami's new coach is uh, Mike McDaniel, who came yeah. from San Francisco. Now, I know they have Bridgewater as the backup, but if Tua starts to look shaky, do you think they would consider Jimmy Garoppolo? It's a good question because, like you said, there's the obvious um, connection there. I just think the owner's really determined to see what they have in Tua. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they made the run last year right before the trade deadline to Sean Watson, and it almost got done. And after four or five months, there was the reset. And, you know, when they when they hired Mike, part of it was we want answers on Tua Tunkavaloa. <laughs> and I mean, like, look, like you and I, like, I like I don't like I don't think there's a great chance that he's gonna be their quarterback five years from now, but they invested the fifth overall pick in him. And part of the reason you go out and you get Tyreek and you get Teron Armstead is you sort of take the excuses away. Right. Like you can like say with Tua, well, the group around him wasn't great mm-hmm. the last few years and he was dealing with different coordinators. And there are valid reasons where you could say like valid reasons why Tua hasn't made it yet. So like, I think part of what this offseason was about for the Dolphins was taking the excuses away. It's hiring him, uh, you know, a very quarterback centric coach and Mike McDaniel, um, a guy who runs a very quarterback friendly offense and then putting pieces in place to get the most out of him. Um, you know, like that offense that Mike McDaniel is going to run is not that different from the one that Tua ran at, at, at Alabama. And at Alabama, Tua had all these catch and run guys, you know, whether it was Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, um, Devontae Smith, well, you know, and Jalen Waddle, of course, too. Mm-hmm. Now, what does he have? He's two of the best catch and run guys in the NFL in Waddle and Hill. So what you've done is you've created this scenario where all the excuses are gone. And like now you're going to get answers on Tua. And I think because the owner's been so determined to get that final answer on Tua, like I think Tua is going to get some runway before they actually okay. wave the white flag. Okay. One more uh, on, on um, since this guy, Michael LaFleur, was his uh, passing game coordinator in San Francisco and Robert Sala is the Jets yep. head coach. If Zach Wilson is stinking up the joint, but the Jets defense has him in games and they're like, I don't know, three and two or whatever. Yeah. Do you think they would kick the tires staying in like, you know what? Let's make a run for the playoffs back at the end of the schedule is manageable. I think we got a shot here, but Zach isn't the guy. It's an interesting question because, you know, like Zach had a really up and down rookie year, like yeah. legitimately, like, and I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, legitimately had like a case of the yips in the middle of the year. And like, <laughs> and I, and like had to work through that. And, you know, I think they feel like they're in a much better place right now. I think it's really difficult, J-Mac, when you're the coach who signed off on trading away Sam Darnold, who they – and look, we know what, what's happened with Darnold since, but mm-hmm. you you signed off on trading away Sam Darnold, who the team invested the third overall pick in, and then you drafted his replacement second overall. Mm-hmm. And you drafted his replacement over – and we'll see what happens with the other guys, but you drafted his replacement over Trey Lance, over Justin Fields, over Mac Jones. And so, like, I think the complicating factor for the Jets is that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala really are married to Zach Wilson. And if it doesn't work and they say, okay, like, let's go get Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, then you're really kind of putting yourself out there where if it doesn't work with Jimmy, then now we're talking about maybe there being some problems after the year or maybe (laughs) everyone. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like like, like problems for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Those sorts of problems. Well, this has been happening with the jets for a decade, but I was, I I, am not, I'm not allowed to ask too many jets questions. So let's move on. Spicy take number one. And again, this is numbers driven has the league. And this is probably too strong figured out Patrick Mahomes. He is coming off his worst year as a pro most turnovers, lowest yards per attempt, worst QBR, Worst QB rating, uh, the too high safety kind of flux summoned him a bit. Right. And now he loses Tyreek Hill. I know Andy Reid is a genius. I know uh-huh. there'll be adjustments, but I just got to wonder. I think Kelsey is like 33. Right. And a lot of unproven guys on the outside. I think he'll put up numbers in the regular season, but I don't know. This four straight AFC title games, I just wonder if that's in jeopardy this year. I had a long conversation with him about this back in April. And I thought it was interesting in that, like, he said that 
he thought like the first half of last year was really good for him because it forced him to play a different way. And basically what the challenge was, and I think you saw the too high concept across the NFL, right? Yeah. Like I think like like a lot of teams are going to that to combat what's happening on offense in the league. And obviously the chiefs have been trendsetters in that regard. Like, I think like Patrick felt like it forced him to learn how to take easy money, to take the layups. And that's something that he sort of struggled with because he didn't really have to for a lot of points earlier in his career. And like the challenge for deep, the, cha- the challenges defenses were putting in front of him. And this is actually like how like Belichick plays him and Belichick has been pretty decent against him. Oh, not perfect, but like decent against him over the years. It's like, can you put the 10, 12, 14 play drives together? Mm-hmm. And if you look at how he played in the back end of the year, it was a lot better. Mm-hmm. Now I think what the Bengals did to him, which was I'm genius. Like they took that and a lot of what, the chiefs were doing them were like these underneath crossers, just dump the ball to Tyreek, dump the ball to Hardman and let them run after the catch. Right. Like, so they were doing a lot more of that. The Bengals, like, I'm not excusing what happened in the second half of that game, but they took like defensive linemen and dropped them right in that area to mess with Mahomes' mm-hmm. head. And it worked right. Like, so I just like sort of look at some of this stuff as, I think Patrick's got like the right head about him to handle this stuff. And I thought, I think just from my conversation with him, like it, like the fact that he looked at that as a learning experience and something that like he was actually like legitimately happy he had to go through tells me he's really going to get there. The interesting part about this is going to be his cap numbers start to go up now. Yeah. And so like part of getting rid of Tyreek isn't just like, oh, well, defenses are playing us this way. So we're going to bring in bigger receivers and we're going to like counter punch, right? Like it's also like when your quarterback is making that kind of money, now all of a sudden you can't just be the most aggressive team at every single position. You've got to cut corners somewhere. And that second contract like demands on the quarterback to make up the difference rise exponentially and so now it's going to be on Patrick to do a little bit more to lift people around him which is going to be an interesting challenge because he's got a bunch of guys around him now you know in guys like MVS like Juju who like could use it to kind of I guess find the next level for their own careers yeah so I think there's a little bit more on Patrick to kind of raise the level of people around him and part of that's you know the natural evolution of a quarterback who has a lot of early success and earns a second contract uh, sticking in the AFC West Albert uh, you ask a lot of people who's coaching the Raiders now and people have to pause for a sec before thinking oh yeah Josh McDaniels I don't know he's way under the radar unlike last time when he went to Denver and like blew it up instantly was like get Cutler out of here oh my guy I don't know what, what, what's your vibe on the Raiders I mean they spend a lot on Devonte Adams they got the defender uh, Chandler Jones Chandler Jones like I, they, the, the arrows should be pointing up, but I don't, for some reason it, it, it I'm just not hearing a lot of pop or juice out of the Raiders. Yeah. I spent two days with them in the spring and I, I just like what struck me about it is how unpatriot like that place is, you know wow. what I mean? Like, a, a, like it really like Josh is like prioritized relationship building and Josh, I think was really reflective about what went wrong in Denver. And it just, it's not new England at all, you know? And I think, like getting a second chance, like, and having to like, and, and waiting as long as he did take his second chance. I, you know, I think the, you're going to see a different Josh McDaniels and like the offensive mind was never the problem. I mean, go look at like Kyle Orton's numbers in Denver. Like, and <laughs> like, I mean, great. He made a ton of mistakes, like with the relationships in the building, no question. Right. Like Jay Cutler got driven out of there. Brandon Marshall got driven out of there, all the rest of it. But like, the coaching part's never been a problem for Josh. And it wasn't even a problem for him in Denver, like the tactical stuff. It was more like learning how to like lead a program and learning how to run an organization and learning how to delegate, not trying to do everything yourself. And I think like Josh has always had great potential as a head coach, but he had to learn some of that stuff. And I think he has now, and I think he's in a much better position to succeed. And that was a playoff team last year too. Yeah. And I, and I think one of the challenges in taking over a team like that, right. And this is like sort of an interesting dynamic when you look at new coaches. If you go in and 
you're taking over a team that was like one in 15 the year before. It's really easy to go in yeah. and say like, this sucks. That sucks. <laughs> you guys suck. Like, listen to me. I have all the answers because the guy before me was a buffoon. Yeah. And like, we're doing things my way now. When you were in the playoffs the year before, it's much harder to do that because when things get hard on like everybody, they can say, well, wait a second. It's not like what we were doing last year was that bad, you yeah. know? And so I think Josh has been so cognizant of some of those things and has made it like so much like, I'm going to make you a better player. I'm going to build a relationship with you. I want you to trust me. And this is going to be about, this is going to be about what happened before. This is going to be about making you a better player. Like I just get that vibe that that environment exists in, in Vegas now from my time there. Now we'll see, you know, everybody's undefeated and they play in a really difficult division. Yes. What's going to be a really, really difficult division. But that thing wasn't broken, and I think Josh is a good enough coach to give them an extra gear. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. More likely to get to nine or ten wins this year. Daniel Jones and the Giants or Mac Jones and the Patriots? I, I'm kind of bullish on the Giants. I know some people are, uh, are on the Brian Dable bandwagon because, you know, he's just if he can fix Josh Allen, why can't he fix Daniel Jones? And they've got some pop in the offense. The defense obviously has concerns, but I, I think the McDaniels loss for Mac Jones is going to be massive. And those skill position players, they're, they're not good. They beat really bad teams last year, Albert. Yeah, I just think like... So I believe this like about the NFL, like I think games are one of the margins. And I think that's where the Patriots have always been great is that yeah. they own the margins, right? Like they situationally, situationally, they're really great penalties, turnovers. Like they're just, they win, they, they, they win on the margins. They almost, they let the other team fall on its face. Like they have won so many games that way over the years. And so like, I don't think new England is going to fall on their face this year. Okay. I think the roster has issues. I think there's a talent deficiency at premium positions on defense. Like, I think they're good, not great, like from a talent perspective on offense. And I'm with you. Like, I'm a little worried about the loss of Josh there. And I think, like, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are better coaches than people give them credit for, like better football coaches. Well, in New England, they might be. but Right. And, like, like but, but. But you're talking about a special teams coach and a defensive coach now running an yeah. offense. Yeah, that's right. And so, like, I think that's the issue. And so, I've got a lot of questions about them. It's just hard for me to see where they don't get to like eight or nine wins. You know, like even with those issues that I just detailed, it's hard for me not to see a Bill Belichick mm-hmm. team that's able to win on the margins and let the other team stub its toe and take advantage all the time. Like, it's hard. For- I mean, not to see a team like that getting to eight or nine wins. And I think they'll get there. Whereas with the giants, I think this is a, this whole year, I think for that, for that new group, there is about evaluating the roster. Mm, this is for funny. Joe Shane and Brian Dayball who came from Buffalo. This is essentially like what 2018 was for the bills where we're going to eat a bunch of cap money. We're going to evaluate the guys here and we'll see where it goes from there. And I think the owner wants them to get a good look at Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball's offense. I don't have great hopes that it's going to become more than it's been the last few years um, when it comes to that. But I, I, I think the Giants, I think this is a, like very much a bridge year for them. Okay. And so I think there'll be, you know, what, five, six wins, somewhere Oof. like that. I don't think the Patriots are going to be in that, 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 uh, I don't think the Patriots are going to be in that realm. Okay, so two more. Uh, number one, I know you like uh, a lot of pepper on your food. What is the level of hotness that Mike McCarthy's seat will be in Dallas after they open with a loss to Tampa and the Bengals? Will it be like a ghost pepper hot for McCarthy? Uh, like Jerry Jones, is he going to have the itchy trigger finger? Because they were good last year. The playoff loss, you know, is still, he's still pissed about that. So, you know what's interesting? It's like a lot of people act like, Jerry has like this itchy trigger finger when it comes to firing coaches. Does yeah. he though? He does it. I know he does he not. He really just gets angry. Doesn't. He just gets angry. Like because people look at his personality and it looks like somebody like who would go off and fire everybody. When, but if you really look at it, yeah. like Jason Garrett survived there for a long time. Wade Phillips lasted longer than people thought. Obviously Parcells left on his own volition. Dave Campo survived like, <laughs> three years. Like it's like the guy doesn't have history for like having this itchy trigger finger. That said, there's the relationship with Sean Payton. Like Sean Payton has ties to the Dallas area. It's where his son and daughter grew up. Yep. I just like, I, it's hard for me to see a scenario where things don't go well early for the Cowboys, the Sean Payton thing isn't hovering over Mike McCarthy. So are we going to go ghost pepper then? Is that what you're going? Yeah, with? I think so. Ghost pepper. Ooh, that is brutal. <laughs> um, all right. We'll wrap up with everybody's favorite player in football, Tom Brady. You know, I, I'm do I'm reading all these previews of uh, the Bucks, And I, I totally forgot that in the playoff game last year, they didn't have Werfs at right tackle. 
They didn't mm-hmm. have Godwin. And then, of course, they didn't have Antonio Brown. Um, and they kind of fall behind. They were really and, beat and, up. Yeah, yeah, they were really they had the injuries mounted late and, and they fell behind early, came back against the uh, Rams, eventually lost. Now they add Julio Jones. I, I don't think anybody's clamoring to get him on their fantasy roster early, but <laughs> no Gronk. Godwin is still hurt. But I, I just look at this team and I'm like, how how are they not winning like 11, 12 games? Yeah, I I I like and you look at their division too. Yeah. Like Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans. Like I think New Orleans is more talented than people give them credit for. Yeah. Like I think if Jameis can be good, I don't think Jameis needs to be great. If Jameis can be good, like I still think that that's a pretty good team. And I, the Saints have played really well um, against the yes. Bucs the last few years, but I'm with you. Like I, I think Tom Brady is like automatic 10 wins. Yeah. You know? like, like any team he plays on, it's like automatic 10 wins. And yeah, the talent, like the depth of talent is a thing about it. Right. Like, so like you look at the receiver position, I mean, like Julio is a shadow of what he was five years ago, but it's nice to have him in case, yeah. you know, and like, like, like the running back position, they've been deep there. They've been deep at tight end. Maybe Gronk comes back. Maybe he doesn't, but yeah, both Brayton and Rudolph there. I like, I think the defense is like, like you still have like a good amount of like ascending young players like Devin White and Antoine Winfield, mm-hmm. Carlton Davis, but there's still like good young talent. Like I think Joe Tryon's going to wind up being a really good player for them. I think they have so, 10 starters back on defense and, and yeah. And they added what, uh, is it Hicks in the middle for Sue? Like that's and, if Hicks is healthy, that's a yeah, good trade off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think having bowls, I think Todd's going to be interesting a second time around. Like I think Todd is really going to empower Brady yeah. to run the offense the way he mm-hmm. sees fit. And I think like Todd, I think a lot of things about Todd are going to remind um, Brady, like the way Todd's going to run that camp, the way Todd's run that program, even so far, I know for Brady, there's like some reminders of the way new England was like some of the issues is like when you, the friction with Brady and Arians, like some of it was about like how regimented and disciplined new England was. And maybe Brady didn't love it when he was there at the end, Mm -hmm. but then you get out of it and you miss it a little bit. Right. Like an Arians, like was a really good head coach, but ran, ran a much looser ship. Like Todd Bowles isn't Bruce Arians. Those two are very close, obviously, and have known each other forever. But Bowles is a little bit more from the Parcells school. And like, I think most people who've been around Todd would tell you, like, he's a Parcells guy first, you know? And so I think like some of the things that Todd's put in place already and the way he's going to run camp and the way I think they're going to operate during the season is probably going to be a little bit more comfortable than Todd with for Tom. Than working for Bruce has been the last couple of years. I wonder that leads to one last final question. Um, yeah. Do you think, and again, I don't think we ever had clarity on this, that Bruce Arians said, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to retire. And then Brady said, oh, shucks, I'm going to go back there. Arians is no longer there. Or do you think Brady said, I want to come back. And Arians is like, nah, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. I'm out of here. Yeah. My understanding is like that Bruce had considered it and Bruce really wanted to like, and again, like, Every indication I got, like, and I maybe I'm missing something here, but you know, I think that there are sort of two separate things. In that, I think Brady, that six weeks that he was quote unquote retired, <laughs> like, I think that there was like a like part of it was, hey, like, let's see if there's other opportunities out there. Would Miami be an opportunity? You know, the Miami would, thing, that's right. Would San Francisco be an opportunity? I think that was something that was discussed, and like, I. The Bucks, like if you like, you go back and you look at it. Their messaging was very, very clear. Like you go to the combine, go back and read some of the stuff. Like when Arians came out and said we wouldn't trade him for five first round picks, and when Jason Light said if he's going to play anywhere, it's going to be here. Their messaging was very strong. The reason why um, is because they knew, like he wanted to come back. They knew that there was a good chance, like that that he was going to find his way onto the field in 2022 and they wanted to inform him if it's going to happen, it's going to be here. And they knew because the bucks had so many free agents from Godwin 
to Carlton yeah. Davis to Indomitian. I mean, the list of free agents was insane. Alex Kappa obviously left. They hang on to Ryan Jensen. Like for Brady, that the start of free agency created a decision point, which was if I don't say I'm coming back now and the Bucks hold on to my rights, but I don't, you know, I don't like I don't declare that I'm coming back now. All those free agents are going to be out of here. The team is going to be a shell of itself and I'm going to be screwed. So he sort of got squeezed by that deadline. Whereas I think for Arians, there was a little bit of, I'm thinking about this. Do I still want to coach? And now Brady's back and I've got a chance to leave something really, really great for Todd Bowles. And I think that that was a huge part of Arians decision. Was there friction between the two? Yes. Could that be have been a factor? I didn't hear it was a factor, but it's possible it could. Have yeah, been. Uh, Todd Bowles, by the way, former Jets guy. So we started with the Jets and we end with them because you know that's my team. That's uh, Albert Breer, yes, SI. Enjoy the trip around the world and uh, also football camps, and uh, be safe out there, man. All right, thanks, Jay Mac. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.